0: Hello, my name is Brandon Morabito, and this is the Patriots offseason broadcast. Today, my guest is my father, Mark Morabito. We will be discussing different moves we would like the Patriots to make in the NFL draft along with the offseason. So far, we've been through one round of the NFL draft, and the Patriots haven't done much. They traded their first round pick for a second rounder and a third rounder. What do you think about that?
1: Well, Brandon, and good afternoon. Thanks for having me. I think uh, I think uh, when you listen to most of the prognosticators, uh, there was a clear tier one of the first round of about 15 or 16 players. And it was evident at 23 that all of those players were gone. So um, we have a lot of needs on the team. I mean, we've lost the quarterback and we uh, have lost some other players. So we need bodies. We need good players. So it was a no-brainer to trade down. And to be honest with you, some of the guys that I think they'd have been targeting at 23 are actually going to be on the clock on the board tonight when we pick. So they picked up a a third round at number 71. um, And I think it was a no brainer. And there are a lot of good players in
0: there. And
1: uh, I think it's going to be exciting for tonight. Really do.
0: Now, what would you like to see? And what do you think we're going to see for the remainder of the draft?
1: Okay. Well, let me start by saying what I'd like to see. Uh, There's one quarterback in the draft that I really like. His name is Jalen Hurts. He played uh, originally at the University of Alabama, where he won a national championship as a freshman. Um, They recruit pretty well, and they brought in Tua Tagovailoa, who uh, was drafted by the Dolphins at five last night, and he replaced Hurts. Hurts went on to play at uh, Oklahoma uh, for a really, really good system. And was third in Heisman last year. He's played in two pro-style offenses. He's limited a little bit in his ability and his ability to read. He's an RPO quarterback that really is a one-read passer. In other words, he doesn't really look and, 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 you know, check down to his second receiver. So there's some limitations, but I think he has great leadership skills, as the Patriots like. And I think he could actually get in early and maybe help them out in a position where he could play the slot or come out of the backfield and give the not- offense a different wrinkle. We don't really have an established quarterback. It may be Stidham, it may be Horry, it may not. I think this kid could come in and contribute, not as your quarterback in day one, but he could, he could uh, make an impact early. Now, what do I think they're going to do? I don't think they're going to take Jalen Hurts, unfortunately. I think tonight... Uh, if they stick at that 36 or 37, was it, uh, I could see them going for a edge rusher. They like big defensive ends. Uh, there's a guy, Yitor Matos from Penn State. Uh, I really like him. A.J. E- uh, Epinesa from Iowa. I think uh, a lot of people wanted him to take him in the first round at 23. Uh, there's also a couple of Belichick-type inside defensive linemen, and they need one of those as they lost Danny Shelton in the offseason. So, I think um, uh, Ross Blacklock, I believe is his name, uh Texas Christian. He's a really, really good player. I think uh, they might look at him. And they do also need a wide receiver. A couple of the names I'm looking at are is T. Higgins from Tennessee, excellent, and Denzel Mims from Baylor. And lastly, I'd love to see them because now they have four third-rounders, two fourth-rounders. I'd like fourth-rounders. They're not going to make all those picks. I'd love to see him make that pick at 37 and then take some of that capital to trade up and get another one or two picks in the second. And I think because that's where the real value is. The next 30 players, there's huge value. Long-winded answer.
0: Awesome. Now, it is my understanding that you yourself have made your own mock draft from the view of the Patriots. And as a 40-year Patriots nut, 25-year season ticket holder, I would like to see or hear your thoughts on the rest of the draft.
1: Okay, so um, so first off, I did do about 100 of these mock drafts with a mock simulator. I'm crazy. Um, but my last one yesterday, as I told you, was I had the Patriots trading with the Chargers for the same uh, last night, but uh, I they, they, the computer accepted a better deal than the Pats got. I got two second rounders, but it was negotiating with a computer. Uh, What I think is going to happen tonight, I did another mock draft, and this will be my final one. Um, I had uh, the Patriots trading down two slots to the 39th uh, pick, and this was a guy I actually hadn't mentioned, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. He's excellent. He's an edge, big-type defensive end, can push the pocket. It's a five-technique is what it's called for those types of position plays. I, I had him getting them, and then... Uh, I took some capital and get it, and moving down two slots and a couple of, the, of our other picks from the third and fourth round, as I had mentioned, and had them trading up to number 56 to take Jalen Hurts. And again, I think that that was just a little uh, selfishness, and I, I don't expect it to happen. Um, I also had him getting it with a uh, uh, late pick, early actually pick in the third, Jeremy Chin, who's a safety. And then Cole Komet, who's a tight end out of Notre Dame. I don't see him slipping that far in the simulator he did. And then uh, the last pick tonight is another edge-type player, Bradley Inay from Utah. So that's uh, that's what I did. But I think regardless, it's going to be really exciting tonight. It's really important for this organization to make
0: tonight count. We have a lot of picks. Okay, cool. And yesterday, as the Green Bay Packers drafted quarterback Jordan Love... There's been some pretty crazy rumors about Aaron Rodgers and possibly him coming to the Patriots in some sort of ridiculous trade. Do you think there's any validity to that?
1: No, I think there's none. I think uh, for as long as I've followed the Patriots under the Bill Belichick administration, anytime somebody has a a rumor, it's wrong and often it's fabricated. The Patriots are pretty tight-lipped. I don't see it happening. We also have a cap problem, so we'd have a very difficult time trading for Rogers, even if we wanted to. This season, they're really up against it, so there's almost
0: no way they could trade for Rogers this year, so I think it's bogus. And just yesterday, before the draft, David Andrews announced that he did get the okay to play for this season after his blood clots from last season. What do you think that does to the Patriots' offense and even their draft plans, if you thought there was any chance of them drafting a center? Yeah, I
1: think it's huge. So I think, number one, um, I had, and, and a lot of the prognosticators, had them in dire need of alignment. One, because we didn't know about Andrews. He's a really good center. And two, Joe Tooney, their, their, their second-team All-Pro guard, who has been uh, tagged, and they, they owe him $14 million this year at the minimum. So I almost thought that they were going to look to trade him because they are the, the worst position team in the cap for the 2020 season. They need, kind of need to free up money. They don't have enough to sign these draft picks. So I thought that there was a chance that Tooney would be traded. Now I'm not so sure. And I think it has something to do with the, the environment that we're in with, with COVID. There's some, there's some uncertainty about the season and investing long term in a guy like this. Some teams I think are a little... Um, a little leery. So, um, to answer your question, long-winded, I think with Tooney coming back on the guards position and now Andrew's there at center, um, they have some other guys. Isaiah Wynn, who was a first-rounder two years ago, we have talent there. That's no longer a gap, in my opinion. So, you know, chick a lot of times in, in that administration will take the best player, but it's not a glaring
0: need at this point. So, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Now, personally, I'm not in love with Stidham yet, although I haven't completely... Turn my back on him or anything like that. What are your thoughts on him? Are you comfortable with him at under center at the start of this year, or what do you think?
1: Well, I think I'd agree with you. I mean, he was—he had a ton of talent coming out of high school. He was an underachiever in college. Uh, He does have similar Patriots-type techniques. He doesn't have an arm to blow you away, but he's considered to be a good decision maker. From what I've heard, the Patriots were impressed with him at times during last season. Uh, but I don't think any of us know. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think that Hoyer's been assured he'll have every opportunity to start. And if, and if Stidham's not ready, he's not going to start. They, you know, they know what they have with Hoyer. So I think it'll be interesting to see. But I think definitely to add another quarterback, whether it be in the draft or a cheaper free agent is something that they're going to need to do. And, and uh, I think this weekend will go a long way to seeing what that might be.
0: All right, well, thank you for your time, Dad. And this has been the Patriots offseason podcast with 25-year season ticket holder, Mark Morabito. Thanks for having me.